You know, at this time I'm so fed up, I think I probably moved to flipping Arkansas and changed my name to Fern Nipple Burnweed. What do you guys think? Quite honestly, I think I probably need to rename this particular show Richard Radio Rant. Oh my God! What are y'all? What are y'all doing? Darius, put Gnorman down. Well, hello everybody and welcome to Richard's Radio Adventures. My name is Richard, KB5JBV. Welcome each and every one of you. Uh, it's been another really busy couple of weeks around here. We're still forming up the club. We already had our first meeting. We're coming up on our next, our second meeting of the club next week. For those of y'all who might be in the neighborhood of Kaufman County, Texas, you are all invited to come by and check it out. Um, you can get the, the address, directions, time, all that stuff over at www.kcara.net. www.kcara.net. The link will be in the show notes. We are also uh, still putting together our Aries unit. We are making great strides in connecting with the uh, emergency coordinators and uh, other organizations surrounding our county so that we can uh, attempt to create a cohesive uh, transfer and mutual aid agreement with these guys. And every single one of them has been positive, positive, positive. Now, I probably shouldn't have jumped off into that before I jumped off into the other thing. We got to, we got to take care of the business in. So, uh, I want all of y'all to please consider going to the website at, uh, well, the RF Podcast website and making a small donation to get us going. Um... Uh, Everything we do here for this show, Richard's Radio Adventures, will also flow over into Resonant Frequency, the amateur radio podcast, when we start producing new episodes later this year. Uh, if you don't want to sign up for a reoccurring membership or subscription, I'm sorry, I've said membership so much that it's... Uh, it's become a habit. That would be Patreon. If you would like to go over to Patreon, sign up for one of our levels over there, uh, make a reoccurring contribution, and they're not expensive. Every month, 
that would be absolutely fantastic. Where Patreon is concerned, I have uh, not had the time to go over there and flesh out the actual Patreon site for Resident Frequency, uh, but I will be getting to that as soon as I can get somebody to make the mistake of getting themselves elected president of the local club. Well, I simply say that because it's a time, it, it eats a lot of time. And I have so many pans in the fire trying to get information out to y'all and things like that that it's a, it's a good club. It's got good people so far. We're hoping we know there's going to be more good people and that kind of stuff. Anyway, so uh, please go over and click the Patreon link. We will be adding uh, content, uh, patron-only content uh, in the future and that kind of stuff over at the Resident Frequency website. And I really, uh, really would appreciate if y'all would come by. Plus, we, uh, uh, will be mentioning, uh, the names of our Patreons on the podcast. So everybody will know that you're on board and helping out. So if you don't want to do Patreon, you can also make a donation over at PayPal. Uh, there is a link on the side as well for PayPal, and you can go drop a little in the kitty. Uh, it's not something you have to do reoccurring. I believe there might be a reoccurring thing now over there that uh, you could do if you wish. But either way, all of that goes back into production of the show. It doesn't go to buy me radios. It doesn't pay my bills. It, it goes back into the actual costs of producing the show. Uh, everything from server fees all the way up to um, new, my, new and better uh, microphones and that kind of stuff. So y'all, uh, y'all give it a, at least give it a consideration. I uh, used to say on the other show, you know, send me a dollar if any episode you've heard has helped you out. It's got to be worth a dollar, and he actually sent me a dollar. I'm sure he was just messing with me, but you know what? That dollar was appreciated just as much as a $20 bill uh, or more. And uh, something else that comes to mind, let me finish that off. So please go over to the website, click on the PayPal link. All right, so something else that has come to mind is we are about to lose our account at Amazon. Uh, we have an account there where you could go over to the site and click on uh, one of the links or uh, ads. And that's the only ads we had over on the website. And you could go over to Amazon and whatever you purchased, we received a tiny percentage of, I believe it was about 4%. Uh, but they tell us that we haven't had enough traffic, we don't have enough clicks, and that Amazon is greedy, 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 and... Uh, if we can't get people to go over there, then they don't want us around. So when that runs out, I'm not going to fight it anymore unless we do actually get some, uh, some folks clicking through over there before they go ahead and shut the thing down. I'm not going to waste my time trying to stay affiliated with Amazon and you will not hear me talking about Amazon. Uh, if affiliation does lapse. So, 
um, we will find some other way for you guys to go get the stuff you need, and uh, that is on the agenda. Okay, so we've talked about money, 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 and uh, I've talked about the, the club and the Aries unit, so uh, let me kind of slide into the topic this time. I know y'all keep hearing me uh, rant and rave and carry on about Elmering, Elmering, Elmering. Well, you know what? I see something on one of the social media sites or I hear something on the air or something where there's a fairly new amateur radio operator that cannot find anybody to help him. Now, in recent shows, in fact, I'm not sure whether it was the last episode here or the episode before, I told everybody I made a mistake. And the short of that is, and y'all can go back and listen to the extended version if you like, but the short, the short end of that is that I was positive that one of the best ways to go ahead and get into the hobby was to get the question pool, study the pool, take tests. Because when I got licensed, there were plenty of people out there lining up to help new guys along and help them know, learn what they needed to know to flourish in amateur radio. And nowadays that's not the case. And we're going to continue on that topic, kind of. I'm going to do my best to keep from turning it turning into a rant. Y'all please excuse me because I am kind of passionate about uh, amateur radio. It's always taken really good care of me one way or the other. So one of the things I want to do, I know I have to have international listeners. Now, used to, I had a map on the website, uh, on the back end of the website, where I could see where our listeners were coming from. Unfortunately, I have not been able to find a uh, add-on, plug-in, whatever they call it, for the website so that I can track those numbers since we brought the website back up uh, a little over a year ago. So I'm pretty sure I've got international listeners. And here's the question I want to ask you, my international folks. Do you have a problem in your country where the older amateur radio operators just don't have time for the newer amateur radio operators coming along. They don't have to Elmer them and or mentor them in amateur radio. Uh, and I'm not just talking about Canada, Mexico. I want to hear from Europe and Asia, uh, Micronesia, just it, anywhere you guys are. I need some perspective from a country that is not the United States. Well, Canada's kind of like the United States. In fact, uh, we're getting more like them all the time. But I'd even be interested in hearing from you guys. The other side of it is that uh, here in the U.S., you guys that are listening here in the U.S., well, I know my listeners are probably out there doing their best to Elmer every day. So let me uh, let me get back to this a second. You know, I'm constantly getting getting stuff come up on one of the social media sites, you know, uh, there are several groups in different places on different social media where amateur radio operators get together. And I saw one this morning when I was checking things that 
pretty much defines the uh, angst that the uh, new radio operators have. And I'm not, I wish I had this guy's call sign because I'm not going to give his whole name out. Uh, but it starts out with, uh, it is, is it just me or is the ham radio community not as friendly and or helpful as I thought it would be? I'm pretty new to ham, uh, just licensed this year and I've gotten some pretty crappy responses to questions. I had high hopes going into this, and I really do enjoy the hobby, but, dang, I guess nothing leads to disappointment like expectation, huh? So, they're right there short, sweet, and to the point, man, and it's really making a point here in the U.S. where amateur radio is concerned. Now, I made, in my response, which was quite lengthy, yo, y'all know I'm very, I'm kind of verbose. The point I made was that when I first got licensed, they were crawling, the Elmers were crawling out of the woodwork to get at me, wanting to help me. And unfortunately, I was licensed just previous to the Codeless Tech license, uh, about two years, two to three years before the Codeless license. And some of my Elmers, most of my Elmers, not all, but most of my Elmers, were, well, I'm just going to go down to HF not come back. Or I'm just going to sell all my equipment and go on and do something else and everything else. So there was a lot of animosity, a lot of animosity uh, towards folks coming in via the codeless license. Now, a lot of these guys weren't bright enough to check things out and find out that... Uh, Military organizations, governmental organizations, uh, a lot of places around the world were dropping uh, Morse code as a primary communication mode. Um, they were even doing it overseas. And you guys outside the U.S., I'm kind of pointing this at the guys here so they can uh, get some of the backstory. But... You know, uh, Coast Guard, uh, it shocked me. The Coast Guard had even dropped it when uh, it first started out. So the log logical progression was for the FCC to drop the requirement for amateur radio. And it's a good thing because amateur radio at the time was dying. I believe the last number I saw for U.S. licenses uh, recently was around 700,000. 700,000 amateur radio operators in the United States. Just previous to the codeless or the, uh, yeah, the, uh, no code technician license coming online, we were at 350,000. So, and at one time after the codeless tech came in, we were, uh, bulging at the seams with 900,000. So, it probably saved our service. Everybody wants to call it hobby, but the amateur radio service was probably saved by uh, getting rid of the codeless license, or getting rid of the coded license. Sorry. So, there were a lot of old-timers that had a bad attitude over that, and some of them disappeared. Some of them went down to HF. <laughs> Boy, I bet they were surprised. And... Um, you know, the rest of us, which is starting to look like the few, 
the rest of us, we stayed here, dug in, and continued to do our best to get the job done. Now, the problem with that is that because of losing all that valuable information and input, things have gradually started getting weird. Yeah, I think weird's going to work. Um, because if you bring a radio operator in that has studied the question pool to pass the test, and then when they have their license, they don't have someone who can guide them along and help them learn the stuff they should have learned before they took the license. And then they are going to know far less because they either don't want to take the time to study, and it's very few of those that don't want to take the time to go dig up the information and fill it out. Uh, they don't comprehend the information because they don't have the base that classes and study guides would give them the foundation that it would give them or uh, multiple other things but what you've got then is you've got a, guy, a bunch of guys that they sit in their house and talk on the radio to other guys or they ride around in their car and talk on the radio to other guys and when it comes time to actually build an, anten an antenna or figure out how much line loss they have so that they can get the maximum power out through that antenna, or where standing wave ratios are concerned, or even noise. Oh, good Lord. In the last six months, I have had to talk people through noise issues at their station. Uh, you know, and that simple bare-bones stuff that a lot of us knew coming in, or we could ask, someone who knew to help us but it's not happening so we need to get off the get off the pot kiddos uh u.s guys i will not disparage any but one or two of the other countries amateur radio operators at this point but we need to get off the pot guys we need to get out there and help i understand it's real easy to get off work on friday night Sit down, have dinner, watch a movie, and get up Saturday morning and go into your shack that has been put together the way you know is going to work and sit there all weekend and talk on the radio and never go out and meet another local ham, uh, visit a local ham club, or anything like that. But these guys need us, and you have an obligation. It is not written down anywhere. But it is expected that if somebody comes to you and asks you a question about, uh, you know, how they can improve, how they want some kind of input on the Elmering end, you need to not be a jackass. You need to get with them and try and help them solve that issue. We uh, are in danger of going marathon episode again. So let me do this. In the coming months, uh, I have decided that I am going to have to go back and dig up all my materials and do some basic amateur radio classes again. Now, I've never done them on a podcast, 
this one or the other one, even though the other podcast, some of the episodes were kind of slanted that way. What I do need help with is, uh, well, let's go step back a second. I will, for the most part, in the beginning, be doing these audio. Now, it's kind of difficult in an audio format to go over basic radio wave propagation, basic electrical theory, um, SEC rules and regulations. That's easy enough to come by. You guys can go. You guys can go uh, get a copy. All you have to do is type in Part 97. There's a hundred places you can get a copy of Part 97. But I'm going to have to start gearing the shows towards getting the fresh new guys up speed because we apparently don't have enough radio operators in the U.S. to make that happen. Uh, what I'm going to need help with also is if I'm going to do them audio, I need to do them video. I'm not going to spend six months putting together a PowerPoint for basic radio propagation, uh, radio wave propagation. I would or could do that for a in-person class, but I'm not going to do that. What I do need help with is streaming a live feed over on Discord or Facebook or Twitch even. I have an account over there, but I need to be able to record it at the same time. Now, I do have a program here called OBS Studio, the OBS, that I can use to record that. However, I've been having issues with the outsize of the output file. If any of you guys, any of you, are familiar with OBS Studio, please get in touch with me. Now, in the case of uh, actually recording something I'm doing on, uh, say, Twitch or or, uh, Discord. Discord's a big one for us kids. Uh, If y'all want to, uh, y'all want to meet up, come on down to Discord because we really like it. But uh, this other one is basically records whatever's on the screen which puts me in the situation that if I do need to slide in a slide or something here or there, then it's extremely difficult. Also, here locally, we're going to start uh, doing on-air classes, maybe. Maybe you could call it that. And that kind of stuff. To try and get some of our local operators up to speed. I really don't have time to take on this project, but I'm going to have to because nobody else is. And I say that because, you know, the guys that are out there doing the, uh, I'm going to make me a bunch of money making videos, or I'm going to make me a bunch of money doing audio podcasts, you know, not just the commercial guys that y'all have heard me talk about more than once over the last few months. But even the non, the guys, the non-commercial guys that just want to be popular, want people to, uh, see them, know them, even those that are in the gray area that know if they get enough hits on YouTube, they can make a little cash. So all they want to do is pump out crap, you know, quite honestly. And I'll give you a good example. Yeah, I'm sure y'all are surprised that we're so far in and I haven't launched into Richard's story time. So I'm going to give y'all one and we're going to try and wrap it up. So when I first got back on the air, 
year ago because I needed something to keep me occupied while I was on lockdown. I got back on the air. The only way I could get on the air at the time because I live in a one-bedroom apartment on the ground on the uh, ground level. These are one-story businesses or uh, buildings uh, in a county that does not have an accessible active repeater in it. I had to go with DMR, and I watched DMR videos and watched DMR videos and watched DMR videos, and never quite could get what I needed out of it. So in true ham radio form, uh, I started monkeying with the stuff. I was able to get uh, get all of my hotspots where I could get on any mode I wanted to get on uh, via DMR. I could, uh, well, I've done a lot of stuff. I, found, I have researched DMR enough, DMR radio enough, that I am able to make it usable. I also have other equipment here at the... Uh, Oh, God, I hate saying that. QTH to at least make local communications passable. I'm still working on figuring out how we're going to do HF, but that's a project for another day. So if you see this show start to lean towards basic radio, well, that's what's going on. And hopefully I will be able to make that, uh, a big part of resonant frequency when we start it back up because this information needs to get out. These guys need to go, need to know. And, oh, well, one more story. The other day I was working with uh, a new ham. He's a guy I met through putting a club together out here. He actually lives in the city of Dallas, and that's oh, about 30 miles away. But he came to the meeting. I handed him a form, signed him up. We were good, and the other day, he was trying to figure out how he was going to put an antenna up in his yard. He had ordered a radio, ordered a tuner, he had a G5 RV, but he couldn't figure out how he was going to put that antenna up. So, uh, we got on Discord, he sent me a couple pictures and his address, I got on Google Maps, got the satellite view going on, uh, looked at the top of his house. Got on street map, looked at the front and back of this house, and that kind of stuff. And we finally figured out that when he bought the house, there was a TV antenna still attached to it via a pole that was attached to one of those fireplace mounts, and it still had the TV antenna on it. Well, we've had cable in this part of the world since the early 70s, so he didn't really need the TV antenna. So we uh, decided that he would take that G5 RV, he would put the feed point up on top of the antenna, which is about 30, 35 feet off the ground, and then run the legs to the backyard and plug it up to his stuff and everything else. It was a simple solution. However, he was a new ham. Nobody ever bothered to help him, and he was trying to figure it out on his own. I spent a lot of time figuring things out on my own when I was a new ham, even though I had Elmer's coming out of the woodwork. So here in the U.S., you need to go out and embrace the new guys. You need to not treat them badly at club meetings so they don't want to have anything to do with you. You need to free up a little time 
to at the very least answer questions by email. It's not hard. You come in studying to the test, you take the test, you come in, you don't learn what you need to learn as you progress, and then you turn around and tell somebody else to study to the test. They come in and have the same thing going on, a tiny bit less when they start than they did, than we did, or you did, then every time that happens, it starts to degrade, and before you know it, we're on the citizen's band, or worse, <laughs> FRS. So there's some stuff to think about, and uh, some stuff I'm going to think about uh, possibly moving in some new directions, you know, chapping you guys' butts, or ca chapping uh, some of the ex-listeners' butts about get your butt out there and do something, you're a waste of space if you ain't Elmerin'. That's not working. So we're going to have to work the other side. We're going to... One man. One man with a computer, a GoDaddy account, and a really cool-looking gaming headset is going to take on Elmering everybody in the United States unless I get some help. And it's up to you. You know, we're supposed to be a, quote, brotherhood I've started using the word fraternity, even though it still uh, has a heavy male connotation. But we have the ladies, we have children. Oh, doggone, I had one dog that was smart enough. I was thinking about getting him his license. And we have to embrace the others, most especially the new ones. Because, you know, if you look at it, there are children. And we need to raise our children properly. And we can't do that if we are sequestering ourselves in our ham shack all weekend. Going straight home, getting out of the car, not even having a radio in the house so people can talk to each other. Yeah, it's some thoughts. We've gone a little long. Uh, that's what's going on here. And I'm sorry this uh, is not as exciting as one of the show, one of the episodes when I'm really upset. But hey, I've got a lot on my plate. So... With that, y'all uh, consider my words. Uh, whether you act on them or not, that is your business. However, uh, every time a question is asked and not answered, it diminishes us. And I'm doing my best to at least try and turn it around. So, y'all enjoy your weekend. We'll be back in two weeks. Hopefully, I'll have some more positivity for y'all. And... We'll go from there. So, I'm Richard, KB5JBV, the wild man of Carroll, Texas. <laughs> Y'all make sure you spend some time with your family. 73. We gotta go.